Hello and welcome. I'm Laura Briggs with the Vegan Fitness Runner podcast, where I'll be talking all things running, health and fitness, and what it means to be an active vegan. For this episode, I'm chatting to Holly Johnson, editor of Vegan Food and Living magazine and host of the Simply Vegan podcast. Passionate about veganism, sustainable living, health, nutrition and fitness, Holly is a keen runner, and as I learn here, a big fan of air fryers. Holly, fellow podcaster. Hello. Hello. How are you enjoying this autumnal weather that we're having at the minute? Oh, I'm very happy it stopped raining because I was getting really down about it. I couldn't stand it. It's so dark when it's like that. It's dark and it's miserable, but... I don't know, it's slightly easier um, getting out and running in this weather if it's not a heat wave. Yeah, That's true, true. Yeah, I'm fine if it's not raining and it, I don't mind it being cold or anything, but the rain and the storms, I, yeah, I didn't run pretty much the whole of this week, really, because it was just horrid. <laughs> I'm actually, as we speak, I'm wearing three layers i'm wearing two jumpers today because i really hate being cold oh my god that's extreme i've still got my sweater <laughs> gear on no i can't bear it the second the autumn hits it's like everything my my bones just chill i'm a bit like a lizard so i i hate kind of getting out the door and starting if i'm going on a run i hate just getting out the door but then midway through i'll be sweating away with the best of them i'm a proper hot runner so <laughs> can't yeah. win really all my, um, all my, I went for a workout at a friend's gym this morning. She's sort of, um, she's a vegan PT actually, um, and she's got her garage converted, and and everyone's kind of had their long leggings on. And after about twenty minutes, I'm still in my shorts. After about twenty minutes, they're all dripping with sweat, and I'm like, see, it's not time yet. It's not time to go for the full length leggings. You're just ahead of the curve. You're a bit more savvy than the rest <laughs> of us, I think. <laughs> Listen, Holly, you are a vegan. Obviously, I am You're also a runner, <laughs> so you and I have a lot in common. Um, you've also, as reading, been vegan for about five years. Is that right? So you haven't always. It's not been a kind of a, a lifelong thing. No. How did, how did you kind of first, you know, transition into becoming a vegan? I wish it had been a lifelong thing. I mean, I think most vegans do, don't they? You sort of absolutely. Think, yes. Yeah. No. Why did my parents raise me eating? just crispy pancakes and <laughs> of, I don't know faggots we used to have like oh just the thought makes me shudder um but that was the 80s showing my age but um yeah so um I just mentioned my friend the vegan PT well I moved from I grew up in Dorset and then um lived in Bristol for about 16 years of after uni um and I was always sort of quite interested in nutrition, never like a massive foodie, but I didn't, I sort of liked my food to be quite clean, um, you know, did what I thought was right, ate butter instead of margarine and all that sort of thing. Um, and um, then I moved uh, back to Dorset and um, started to do a boot camp class. The woman who ran it, my friend, Kath Short, um which wasn't my friend at the time and she was vegan and she would just sort of drop little things in as we were doing our workouts and I was like oh I'm quite interested in this this is sort of you know she's talking about nutrition and whole food plant-based and and she was running workshops at the time so I went along and did a workshop and I was like oh my god this is the food that I've always wanted to eat you know it's colorful it's full of flavor and spices and herbs and 
you know, all that time, all those years I've been pushing meat around my plate and, and sort of wondering what's in it and, you know, picking it apart. Uh, and I've always been a, a massive animal lover, but just hadn't, you know, like most people, hadn't, hadn't made the connection, sadly. So, um, yeah, so I went vegan overnight after that and haven't looked back. Obviously, now I've got a career out of it. I'm still training with Kath. She's amazing. Um, and, yeah, just um, very happy that I uh, I made the switch. It's interesting that you said you made that switch overnight as well. There was obviously a part of you that kind of felt it was the right way to go from the start because not everybody can transition that quickly, can they? No, no. I think I was always kind of, I was vegetarian when I was younger, um, when I was about, I think I was about eight. And then, of course, you hit your teens and all your morals and ethics and (laughs) go out the window. Um, And I think... You know, I I ate a lot of veggie food really anyway. Um, And it was just, I think having someone who who really knew their stuff, knew how to cook, you know, um, whole food, plant-based food rather than just, you know, any processed vegan food. Just She just kind of taught me how to do it properly. And I think that's half the battle, isn't it? If you don't know what you're doing, it's so much harder because you don't necessarily know, you know, how to make cheese sauce out of cashews or any any of these other things so that was quite a revelation I just I find it so exciting the things you can do with vegetables you know making steak out of mushrooms and things like that it's like this is fun you know cooking meat and two veg and some mashed potato that to me is not fun but um getting creative is it sort of really excites me in the kitchen so yeah, and um, my daughter went vegan shortly after me as well. So she's been vegan about five years. She's 17 now. So um, that's good. It's just the boys to try and convert. They're uh, they're a bit slower, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Same in my house. Actually, my daughter wanted to go vegetarian, but we're not quite there. She's nine. So we're, we're slowly working on it. Yeah, it's hard, I say, it? It's their choice. It's their choice. Uh, they, they actually say to me, that their food is way more interesting now that I'm a vegan. I think you're right. The whole concept of meat and two veg, it's very, it's very staid. It's very boring. Yeah. It is, you know, kind of easy cooking in a way, isn't it? It's, yeah. You don't have to think outside the box. But with veganism, you have to try harder to get those flavors in. And inevitably, you end up with much nicer food, in my yeah, opinion. Definitely. And it's cheaper as well if you're not buying the vegan processed products. You know, the things you can do with a can of chickpeas, like I did a um, curry the other day, you make chickpea tuna, there's just like so many things. And when I look at the price of like meat and uh, fish now, I think, oh my God, you know, how do people afford to eat this? Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You seeing your trainer and talking to her and finding out more about vegan food obviously had you know, the the catalyst that, that you needed to become vegan. I actually had a, a PT, a personal trainer, who exactly the same as you was was vegan and he um, lifted weights as well. Right. And I think I saw him and I thought that wasn't really my first kind of connection that vegans could be really strong yeah. and healthy. And sometimes you need that connection, don't you? You need to see somebody that's living it and is doing really well and is really fit and really healthy to decide that, yeah, actually, a lot of stuff people say about veganism is untrue. Yeah. You're not really pale and pasty and weak. Exactly. You can be strong. 
<laughs> how funny. So it's sort of a similar situation for you. Was that how long ago was that then? Yeah, so I think it must be about six years for me. Um, and it was a whole raft of things, I suppose. It wasn't any one thing. I mean, yes, for the animals, I think, you know, the way animals are treated is is disgusting. And, you know, why would you want to eat an animal? Um, yeah. But equally, I run a lot. So it was a lot to do with my health. Um, and that, you know, that was a secondary interest, I suppose. And I've done a lot of work, you know, as a journalist as well with various companies where I got a lot of insight into, you know, how animals are reared and, you know, what goes into our food. And it all kind of culminated in this kind of awakening, I suppose, as to why am I kind of just playing this game? Why am I going along with the masses when actually I know exactly what I need to do, but I just, I hadn't quite had the kick I needed just to make that decision basically like ripping the plaster off isn't it yeah like you say it's just so normalized isn't it in our society and has been for hundreds of years and unless you meet someone who is vegan and who you who isn't that sort of cliched you know the hippie in the health food shop in town it's someone fit and strong and you know sort of quite inspiring it's um you don't necessarily you know sort of the the connection doesn't quite fit no, no. And you're right. We are conditioned, aren't we? And I think, oh. you know, child of the 80s, likewise, our, our parents, you know, were brought up, you know, that, that meat was healthy, I suppose. And this is just what we do. Yeah. Um, it always makes me laugh because my mum has professed and will always profess to be such an animal lover. And, yeah. you know, it it kind of now really jars with me because I'm like, how can you love animals and then sit there with a, you know, venison steak on your plate <laughs> or, you know, all the rest of it. And, you know, I was brought up on, you know, the, the Finder's crispy pancakes that you mentioned earlier, but things yeah. like, you know, boil in the bag haddock with oh, that disgusting yeah. sauce. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh my God, vile stuff. You'd sort of burn your hand off trying to get it out of the water. It's like, what is it? Oh, just literally like nightmares from that. Um. You know, so on one hand, they're saying, oh, yeah, we love animals, aren't they lovely? And then the next, we're eating this rubbish. I mean, it's just awful what we put in our bodies. Yeah. And the fact that we are happy to treat animals. Like, well, we're yeah. not, but, you know, the, the society is happy to do that to animals. Yeah. But it's, it's still claim to care about them. Yeah, but it's so hidden, isn't it? And and people don't want to face up to it, I don't think. Like, I, I don't I try not to post things on my um, Facebook sort of personal Facebook page because I've got, you know, friends from uni and school and from all walks of life on there, random nights out over the years and all that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I never share anything graphic or anything on social media anyway because personally I just don't, you know, I just don't like seeing things like that, especially if you're not sort of expecting it. It can be quite shocking. But every now and again I'll be like, feel really passionate about something like Compassion and World Farming. I um follow and they've been campaigning to um, end um, live exports and to me you know you don't have to be vegan to support that it's surely you would want the animals in your food chain to suffer as little as possible Mm. so so you know I shared it on Facebook the um the petition and I think three people liked it out out of about 500 wow you know you post a picture of I don't know your dog or your kid and you get you know 100 likes or comments or whatever and I just thought three people this is insane like what is it 
do people just sort of want to look away because it's just too much to kind of face up to and deal with and you know they've got enough going on in their lives and having to change their diet is just sort of a step too far I don't know but it's it's hard not to sort of get frustrated and upset isn't it you have to kind of stay stay in the light as it were as we spoke about on on Simply Vegan podcast rather than kind of like (laughs) going down that that path of like ranting and raving. I think you're right and you know for all the vegan vegans that I've spoken to you know that there is that thing that you know it is about sticking your head above the parapet a little bit you know vegans are still persecuted as I like to say yeah you know just for what choosing what they eat and you know that that's nuts and I think people some people maybe want to become vegan but they're not quite sure how it looks you know to other people so they keep quiet about it or they don't make that change I mean Generally, I would say, you know, a bit of a broad brush, but people are eating less meat, I'd like to think, certainly in my circle of friends. You yeah. Know, same it's become thing. more of a, you know, a, a climate, climate crisis, you know, and saving the planet has led people to, to make those choices, I suppose. Yeah. It's still, you know, we're still there in the minority, but I think you're right. We have to, we have to not kind of preach about it, just show the benefits. I mean, I've been looking on your Instagram page and, you know, all those delicious meals I keep seeing and they're all vibrant and they look so good and I just want to cook them all. I think that's a far better way of trying to encourage people, you know, to change their lifestyle choices. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, please don't look at my Instagram. It's terrible. I'm really bad at Instagram. (laughs) I thought it was very good. Oh, I overthink it so much. Like you say, you know, you want to kind of present this amazing looking food so that people go, wow, wow, being vegan, you know, might not be that bad after all. But of course, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a chef. <laughs> and I've got, you know, two children and a dog running around my feet. And usually it doesn't look that great. <laughs> you take a picture and you're like, oh, does it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Need lighting or something. But um, yeah, I know, I- but I think people respond to the kind of the ordinary actually a lot more now. And they realise you're being honest about how you're living and yeah. they see those pictures and they can they can relate. A lot yeah. of stuff people just can't relate to on Instagram and social Very media true. in general. So yeah. yeah, I think it's quite refreshing. Yeah, that is true. I think, um, like you say, you know, food I think is the best form of activism in my mind because, you know, if you can invite some friends around who are, who happen to be meat eaters and and cook them um, something really delicious and filling and hearty and and maybe even feels meaty, you know, with mushrooms or lentils or whatever, which is what I've done many times. <laughs> um, it's a lot of pressure because you're like, oh my god, they need to love this food and go. Yeah, vegan. it needs to taste great. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I know. Why do we do it to ourselves? Why don't we just like chill out and? Yeah, it's. Um, it's definitely the best way. And, you know, my mum and stepdad are vegetarian now. Um, my sister is a veggie. And um, my friend who's always, you know, eaten steaks and lobster and everything else is mainly plant-based. So I think it does work because, um, especially when people see you kind of happy and healthy as well, um, they kind of say, oh, right, perhaps I'll, I'll give that a try. That's pretty impressive, actually, the number of family members that you've managed to to kind of sway there. Yeah. Do you, you put that down a little bit to your role um, as editor of Vegan Food and Living and the fact that you're working in it and you're kind of totally immersed in that, that lifestyle? I think so, yeah. I think people have 
found it quite sounds ridiculous but I think people have found especially my family and close friends found it sort of a bit of an inspiration you know because I have been so immersed in it and I'm so passionate about it Um, at first when I first went vegan I was the preachy vegan I was like oh my god mum do you know where milk comes from you can't have this you know and I was just like the thing is what as soon as you know you know as soon as you find out that processed meat is classed as a um carcinogen in the same category as smoking of course you want to go and tell all your friends and family to stop eating ham bacon sausages because you don't want them to get cancer and die um so that was sort of the place it was coming from rather than like oh i'm better than you and i you know um it was very much came from a, a good place but unless someone is ready to receive that um they i think it just turns people off and it did cause a few sort of little mini arguments and sort of you know I think people got a bit like oh my god just please stop banging on about this um (laughs) and over time I did calm down and found a way to talk to people um or not bring it up and when they because it's weird isn't it other people seem to bring it up um sometimes more than you do oh yeah I was talking to somebody the other day and they interestingly said it's not that they're having a go because it's a problem of yours. It's their insecurity. It's their problem. They're yeah. the one that has the issue with the veganism. And I was like, yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Like meat eaters are always the ones to kind of prod the bear and yeah, like, yeah. start having a dig. And you're like, hey, I'm just I'm just not eating meat. What is the problem here? <laughs> yeah, I know. You find yourself sort of in the middle of this conversation and then you kind of like sort of think, hang on, did I this up and no I didn't I did not bring this up you asked me and sometimes it is curiosity I think people want to understand why you're doing it what you actually eat where you're getting your protein and your b12 and everything else and and it is curiosity um but sometimes like you say it is they are sort of offended because it's a it's making them feel bad for what they're doing totally I mean there's that there's that kind of running joke isn't there where people say oh you know uh did you know they were a vegan? If you didn't, don't worry, they'll tell you. Yeah. You know? And actually, it's not always the case. It, no. Brought up by others, um, maybe because they're interested, actually, maybe because they want to know a little bit more. Yeah. And like, I mean, you know, like you say, when it's your job as well, you know, you, you're hosting a podcast. It's People ask what I do. Um, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm a magazine editor and I host a podcast. Oh, wow. What magazine? What part? <laughs> then it's like, um, okay, here we go. It's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you know, you can see them kind of like, you know, their eyes sort of flittering a little bit like, oh, oh, right. Um, how do I feel about this? <laughs> yeah. But then they're invested and obviously it's a really cool job. So they have yeah. to be, you know, <laughs> really careful, I suppose, <laughs> what they say next. And and maybe that does cause people to to look into it further, which obviously is, is part of your role, isn't it? Um, you know, in essence. Yeah. Look, you're also a vegan runner. So we've got to talk about running a little bit as oh, well on yes, this podcast. We should. <laughs> when and why did you get into running? Well, I feel a bit of a fraud, I must say, being on this podcast because, I mean, I've also stalked you on um, social media and see you running up a lot of mountains and things. And I think you said you had Fiona Oaks on here. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a total fraud, but um, I do like running as you know I guess a hobby um I before I was vegan the first time I ever sort of went running was um 
I think it was nine months after I had my son back in 2012. And he was just such a handful. So I was like, right, I need to get fit to kind of cope with this crazy toddler, um, crazy baby. And I think we'd got, we'd um, rehomed a dog as well. So life was really hectic. And I think a bit of it was sort of running away. It's like, oh, I'm training for, you know, for this run. So I've got to go out and. <laughs> oh, I hear you. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So um, I, I, sort of decided in the August I was going to do a half marathon the next month the Bristol half which was just ridiculous especially eight months after having a c-section wow I know I know and um you know did what I thought was training um with a friend and I was like yeah I'm loving this it's amazing did the half marathon with a friend who has run Paris marathon and all sorts of you know she's sort of like super tall and skinny long legs and she was just sort of like bouncing around the course like god this is easy and I struggled so much and afterwards we went for food and that's what I was so excited about I was like oh my god, I'm gonna have this amazing meal after this run and I <laughs> I ended up nearly passing out in the toilet and um throwing up <laughs> all the way home and Aww. spending the rest of the day in bed so that was my first foray into running and it <laughs> and you just loved that so much <laughs> that you kept going. Well, yeah, I did keep going in Bristol and I did um, go to a running club. I decided I would never do a race again because it was just so hideous. <laughs> and then um, obviously moved down to Dorset and started doing the strength training and um, just, you know, started running again just for enjoyment and mental health, really. It's just so good to get outside, isn't it? And it no. really is. And you cannot come on here and tell me that you're a fraud because <laughs> absolutely nobody that does any form of running is a fraud on this podcast because the fact is that if you run, you run. That's it. It doesn't That's matter true. what kind of running. It doesn't matter how fast, how slow. That is not what it's all about. It's just about enjoying it for yourself and what, you know, what running means to you. So, yeah, yeah it's all totally, you know, totally different. And, um, you know, yes, Fiona Oakes may run ultra marathons all over the world. <laughs> and to her, that's her thing. But yeah. actually, if your thing is a 5K, um, then that's great too. There's no kind of, yeah, there shouldn't be really that much of a distinction between it, I don't think. Yeah, um, I like that philosophy. <laughs> was the running something that maybe made you get a little bit more interested in the nutrition side of things or did you always have that interest no I think it did I think you know just after having a child you do sort of start to think about your body more don't you and and you know what you're putting into it um but obviously the veganism did come later um I mean I used to do the running club and and the the um you know what do you call them the person who's running the <laughs> the club um said that you know go home have some protein some chicken or some fish so that's what I did you know yeah whereas now it's you know protein shake or I don't know yeah peanut butter and banana or something but um yeah I I do I think that's a great philosophy that you don't have to be running ultra marathons or even half marathons to be a runner because I think we all kind of you know never feel like a real runner unless you're doing these crazy races but it's not for everyone and I think you've got to listen to your body and also the time that you have you know I'm sort of working full-time got children 
And, oh, it's um, a massive undertaking. And and I will tell you something else as well that Fiona Oakes told me that she didn't really feel like a great runner. She was like, I'm not a good runner. I'm a really slow runner. So it doesn't matter where you get, which level you're at, even when you're running, you know, to what I think are very fast ultra runs. Yeah. It, you still don't really, I don't know, feel validated. It's strange. I've spoken to so many runners in so many different forms of running and none of them really see themselves as runners, which is <laughs> so ridiculous. So it's just a repeating pattern. And it's it's crazy because we're all out there doing it. We just obviously don't, don't see it ourselves. Maybe yeah. it's some kind of imposter syndrome. I don't it, know. Probably. Do you think it's a female thing or you've come across oh, men? That's an interesting question. Um, do I think it's a female thing? I think it's more so. Yeah, I think it's more prevalent with females. I think definitely mums have a little bit more difficulty accepting that it's okay to go out and spend that time on themselves yeah Uh, there's a lot of mum guilt this this kind of phrase that keeps popping up um and it's kind of trying to learn that actually you shouldn't feel guilty about feeling better in yourself I mean I've always said I go out for a run and yes it's just to escape everything sure but when I come back I'm a better mum for it yeah so it's not just for me, really, is it? It's for the whole family. Very um, true. And we're, we're really quick to kind of condemn ourselves. And we, I think society, society has kind of pushed this role on, you know, or, or our, kind of our brains think that we have to be, you know, at the kitchen sink or doing things for our children all the time. And when we give ourselves an inch, you know, we, we suddenly feel really bad about it. And it's dreadful that we're still doing this. You I know. know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not leaving our children kind of, you know, roaming the street. <laughs> we're, we're really doing a very good job of that too. So there's, there's no shame in going out for a run. Yeah. And it's teaching them that, you know, being fit and healthy is, is a good thing. And, and actually, you know, taking time for yourself is important. And like you say, when you come back, you're less likely to be um, sort of psycho mum. Yeah. <laughs> screaming I- at them all. <laughs> To me, there's so many benefits because it it teaches them that you have to work at things as well. It's about kind of persistence and, you know, achievement and, yeah, self-worth and good mental health and, you know, keeping fit. And I think, you know, where are the negatives there? Yeah. It's a shame children. Do you, um, do you, are you a vegan runner? Like as in sort of. So I'm not actually in the club. No. I am vegan and I am a runner. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not a signed up subscriber um, to the vegan runners simply because, I mean, I, I ran with a club for years and years. My local club, Langport Runners, I should give them a shout out, um, back when I was in my 20s, actually. And just, you know, for one reason or another, work got in the way. I wasn't going to the club quite so often. Then I had my children and I found that was just not getting there really. So I kind of took a step back from club running and I tend to bit like you I suppose I don't really run many races I know yeah you can go through my Instagram you see probably lots of pictures because I just keep repeating the race pictures but actually I run on my own most of the time I'm just running in the woods I'm running you know in my local town I do it for myself and I don't really I don't really look for that competitive edge all the time yeah it's more for me so for that reason, I've just not really considered going back to a club yet. Maybe maybe in time I will. Um, but 
Yeah, not not there yet. What? Yeah. You, obviously, you are a member of Vegan Runners. Do yeah, you no, no, no. go out and join with your local group? Well, I don't actually because I don't think there's any. <laughs> there isn't anyone. Um, no, it's it's funny because I'm sort of in. Well, it's a smallish town. Um, I I think most of the vegan runners sort of nearby are about an hour away, so. It's a bit of a trek if you're just going for a, you know, a Tuesday I night run. Maybe we need to do a shout out for vegan runners that are listening and then they, they can yes, get in touch. Yeah, there I mean. There must be some about, surely. Yeah, there must be a few. I just haven't seen any. You know, usually yeah. you sort of spot them a mile off, don't you? Like, vegan runner, oh my God, well, there's yeah. one. Um, I mean, I signed up and I do, you know, wear the vest occasionally and I'm doing a 10K next month. Um, Bournemouth, I think it's Run Bournemouth. And I'll be wearing it then. Um, but my, um, so I talked about Kath, the vegan PT. Um, she, I got her to sign up as well and she got the vest. But we're, we're just, I think we're just a bit shy because when you put it on, you feel like you're quite on show. And if we're kind of running together, you feel like unless you look amazing, that I mean, we tend to go out at sort of 7 a.m. as well. There's hardly anyone around, but still overthinking it. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Yeah, but maybe there's that. Do you feel like a burden of responsibility? Yeah. Vest on. Yeah, it? you're like, people need to be looking at me thinking, wow, she's, you know, she's speedy and wow, she, her skin's glowing and <laughs> I need to go vegan too. <laughs> I think people just look at you and think, wow, she's going for a run. Good on her. <laughs> That's maybe, maybe think of it more like that because, <laughs> you know, we, we do put all this pressure on ourselves. I tell you, I, 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 I'm not with a club per se, but I tell you what I did sign up to not that long ago was the Green Runners. Um, oh, right. Okay. They, that's a brilliant initiative, um, which is co-founded by Damien Hall. He's an ultra runner as well. Yes. Um, and it's basically a, more of a bent on sustainability. Right. So, yeah, we're vegan. So, obviously, we're already thinking about planet and other things. Um, it's about kind of thinking about reusing kits maybe a little bit more, not driving to events or flying across the world to these events. And it's just being yeah. a bit more mindful about sustainability. So that's the one thing. But you don't get a vest with that. You get like a little patch and then you can just pin it on your vest or something. So it's a little bit more discreet. So if I go out, I can just maybe pin that somewhere. So perhaps I don't feel quite the yeah. responsibility maybe <laughs> I need to maybe I need to be a bit bolder with it because it's you know when you go out in your vegan runner's vest that's you know that's a really important thing you're going out and saying and it's it's brilliant um, yeah you should feel a bit more confident about that I think I know I think it's probably where I am you know if I was still in Bristol kind of like you've got all walks of life there haven't you and pe people yeah. wouldn't blink an eye and you know what's what's the saying Bat an eyelid. Bat an eyelid. That's the one. <laughs> that was another someone. Um, but here in Dorset, you know, you've, it's sort of farming communities and older generation. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's hilarious, actually. I um, We've had sort of street parties and things um, over the you know last few years. And um, I've got chatting. I've taken along, you know, food and it'll be like beacon sausage rolls or something. And I got chatting with some of the older local residents and we sort of had this running joke, you know, um, she sort of, one of the old ladies makes fun of me. She said, oh, it's the vegan, that's the vegan. And I'm like, you know, you need to do it, Pam. Come on, it's never too late. Go Aww. vegan. 
That's so funny. The vegan. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of winding her up last time because I bought some strawberries and I said, it's all right, Pam, they're vegan. She went, vegan strawberries, whatever next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love funny. that. Um, <laughs> do you think then, because you, you just said about running in tour sets and there being a lot of farming communities, are you a little bit worried maybe about more confrontation? Yeah, you just kind of feel like you can just see the the look on people's faces and you get either the eye roll or the, I don't know, just kind of like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to sort of stop and chat to some people actually and just get their opinion because, yeah, I just, I don't feel as comfortable as I would in, in a city or yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's just a little bit different down here. They're, they're I mean, I'm, I'm in Somerset, so I'm I'm bordering you on uh, county. Okay, so I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um, and you're right. I think when you're running around a city, you kind of blend in, don't you? It doesn't yeah. really matter what you're wearing; you just blend in because everybody's, you know, so um, you know, vibrant and varied and diverse. Exactly. But yes, there's a loss of farming communities you know people are I don't want to say set in their ways because you know that is kind of tarring everyone with the same brush and that's not necessarily true but there's a kind of a, a theme running yeah. the countryside <laughs> um and yeah I see I'm running on trails a lot of the time where there aren't any people right so I can probably go out <laughs> for a run and not see anyone where I don't know do you do a lot of road running um, I do. I um, I well, I do my local park run, which happens to be like two minutes walk. Um, it's a new one actually, because we're in Poundbury. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's I like, do know Poundbury very well. Yeah. yeah so it's um, it, we sort of go around the park there. That's King Charles's, you know, sort of new million pound park project, um, and that's really nice. That's just sort of on gravel, but um. If I'm not doing that, I'm, I head over to Weymouth, which is about 10 minutes away, and we run on the seafront. Brilliant. And I've decided that that is my favourite form of running because um, you have a nice view to take your mind off the fact that your legs are hurting. And um, when it's not cold, we jump in the sea afterwards and have a swim. Oh, so that sounds lovely. It's so nice, and it just keeps me going because I'm really bad at, like, if I'm not with someone... I'll just keep stopping and have a little walk and I need someone there to push me and I also need the carrot at the end of the, you know, something to look forward to, whether it's going for breakfast or, you know, jumping in the sea and cooling off. So, yeah, we've done a lot of that over the summer and it's been so nice. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I feel like I'm abroad. <laughs> Sounds dreamy. It's yeah. nice to hear that you also run for food. That's definitely <laughs> very high on my list. If I'm doing a long run, genuinely, I think my reward is going to be having a massive meal afterwards. Like, I'm yeah. just always thinking about what I can eat next. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's sort of like, mm, what should I have? Should I have a tempeh bacon TLT or should I have scrambled toast? Oh, <laughs> what is your favourite post-run meal then? If you had to pick one thing. Oh, put you on the spot now yeah it probably would be a tlt i um i got an air fryer recently and i just sort of slice up the tempeh or tofu marinate it in some um smoked paprika soy sauce and a garb syrup so you've got that sort of sweet salty like that umami whatever yes. it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just whack it in the air fryer and then with some nice big juicy tomatoes, a bit of lettuce, a bit of vegan mayo um, and a nice sort of sourdough bread. That's, uh, yeah, that would probably be my favourite, I think. My, my friend sort of like looks forward to porridge and I'm like, no, porridge is not going to cut it. That is me so boring I just it's boring <laughs> breakfast in my book <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah I'm definitely more of a savory person um That's made me really hungry yeah you talking about that I was like mm, when can I when can I go and make one of them <laughs> so good so good um you've got an air fryer loads of people have been harping on about these air fryers I still don't have one mm. can you recommend them yes definitely okay. so my sister got one she's got about a thousand children <laughs> and um she's got she's got four children and um they've they're sort of older teenagers so they've all got friends and we friends who are over for tea so it's you know on an average night there's about nine people around the the dinner table and um she invested in one and i think hers has got like four different drawers so she can do all this stuff at once and we were also reviewing them um, for the Vegan Food Living website. So, um, my quite handy, we, isn't it, to have yeah, a, like first-hand practice on exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. So um, they they are amazing. I mean, they they're sort of saving money because they're really economical. Obviously, you know, better for the environment because you're not heating up this huge, massive oven every time for just a bit of tempeh or <laughs> point. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just so quick. And I don't put oil, I've never used oil in it. So it's healthier because you're not having to fry stuff. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend them. And yeah, perhaps put it on your Christmas list. There we go. I didn't I didn't anticipate us discussing air fryers. <laughs> but I'm just writing that down on my Christmas list now. <laughs> I think maybe I tend to I tend to add oil to so much stuff. And obviously that's not healthy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so when I'm trying to make healthy choices, I'm like, oh, I'll just fry that. It's not really, yeah, really I know. going in the right direction, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they are good for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find yourself overall healthier now you're a vegan? Oh, my God, yes. Um, I used to get every winter, no matter what, I would always get like sort of tonsillitis type things. Um and you know I, I wouldn't have called myself a sickly person but it was just like that's what happens it's winter it's flu season and everyone gets ill and yeah you know um I never really got colds it was always like a throat sort of infection type thing or something um and since going vegan apart from having um I think it was like a fluy covid type thing last Christmas which I think was brought on by stress I've literally had pretty much nothing i'll i'll get like i might sort of think oh i've got a bit of a tickly throat or a sniffle and it'll just go away the next day it's it's absolutely mind-blowing how my i don't know my immunity or whatever it is has changed since changing my diet um yeah incredible it it's also just worth saying isn't it Holly, that you can have a really unhealthy vegan diet as well. It doesn't being vegan doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a healthy person. Sadly, yes, you have to eat the vegetables. You can't just eat the uh, Beyond Meat burgers and the vegan chicken nuggets. You have to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sort of try to eat 
whole food plant-based as much as possible so i do eat a ton of like when you say salad i think people think oh my god iceberg and cucumber but you know maybe a bit of tomato if you're lucky exactly yeah but i'll make i'll have a salad for lunch every day but i'll have loads of different things in there so i'll do like a tub of um bulgur wheat or pearl barley at the start of the week and then i'll just sort of scoop it out and have it with different meals um like I said, the tempeh or the tofu or lentils, sweet potato. There's so many things that you can sort of put into a salad. And also like, you know, like a tahini dressing. Um, I think you need sort of like texture, don't you, with vegan food? Because otherwise it can be just, yeah, a bit samey. Exactly. So um, I like sort of sprinkling some seeds or some some nuts on top um, and just... Yeah, just having a really colourful plate, I think, is what I enjoy. It sounds like you're quite organised in terms of your meals as well. Am I right? Oh, try to be. <laughs> um, I try to be. It's, it is hard because um, me and my daughter are vegan, obviously, and we like to eat well. I She started off pretty healthy. Now she's 17. She's sort of likes more of the processed stuff um so she'll be like a salad won't fill me up mum you know so she'll want to put on the i don't know um some hash browns like she gets a bit obsessed with things so hash browns are her thing at the moment <laughs> she keeps making it's a good thing though to be fair i do love a hash brown <laughs> yeah but they're so high in fat aren't they yeah they are <laughs> we can get away with it but i can't i'm you know 40 nearly 45 so um so yeah so that's not too bad however then I've got my son who's 11 who likes meat and two veg and I can't seem to sway him yeah um he's like I just want normal food (laughs) okay for kids as well you know I've talked about this before they they want to be accepted so if they're eating stuff that's wildly out of you know out of the comfort zone so to speak with their friends you know at school they they don't feel like they're part of the crew do they so yeah uh, maybe a bit of work has to be done to kind of make vegan food I, I suppose that's why they make you know vegan meat and all the rest of it you know they make things look like other things so that actually children can be a little bit more included yeah do you think this- that's maybe the problem with your i say problem do you think that's maybe why your son is a bit reluctant to to turn vegan because actually he feels that that might exclude him in some way I think yeah I think so I think that you know you you go to school and people are going I don't know I think maybe you know he's had conversations where he says oh my mum's vegan and um people are saying you know oh you need meat meat's good for you and then he comes home and repeats what is said and even teachers you know when my daughter was at um was at school she you know people would be joking about you know including the teacher and the lecturer at college joking making fun of vegans obviously not knowing that she she was yeah saying things like you know you you need meat and what's wrong with eggs and things like that obviously I was like I'm going to send an email but she's like you know baseless information no facts there at all hey yeah so frustrating um, so yeah, I think it's you know like you say having those meat replacement and dairy replacement products, they do have a place and people 
I think the media are very much enjoying bashing them at the moment. Oh, you know, all these companies going bust, no one wants this processed rubbish. Um, whilst tucking into a processed meat product, which well, is full of God no, knows what. Oh, the irony. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I mean, he's he's okay. He's all right with the sort of vegan chicken, but he's sort of started to complain about vegan sausages and vegan burgers, like over the summer when we have barbecues and stuff. So it's a bit annoying. I feel like we're sort of going backwards, but like you say, you've got to let them be on their own journey and the more you force it, the more they'll kind of push back. So I'm just hoping that as he grows older and, you know, I think he is becoming a bit more health conscious now that he's sort of heading towards puberty, yeah, I guess. years. Yeah, yeah. they start to get a bit more aware and... Exactly, a bit more body conscious and, and you know, I do sort of mention like, you know sausages are really high in saturated fat and things like that without trying to make him sort of worry um i think it's important you know that that kids know that about their food choices oh i'm with you and i you know i've tell my children where it's from you know exactly what's in their food i'm not shy now and maybe there was a point where i thought that wasn't the right thing to do but now i'm thinking no they have a, they have a right to know where their food comes yeah. from Carters. yeah yeah um and you know that they do know now they know what they're eating so they're making those choices already um and maybe when they're older they will yeah they will switch but i want it to be on their terms not my yeah, terms exactly how far do you go then with describing what's in their food <laughs> <laughs> so we have kind of you know if we're if we're going for a walk you know or outside we see a you know we see a cow you see so few cows in fields now as well incidentally yeah. you, cause they're all in flipping factories um, you know, and he, my daughter might say, oh, look, there's a baby cow or there's a mummy cow, whatever. And I'll say, well, you know, what's happening to that, don't you? And I, <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit harsh, really. But, you know, that's what the cow is in the field for. So I think she has to make that connection. And she she does. And they know about gelatin in their sweets. You know, they they, they know that that's from either beef or, you know, pigs or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, to me, I think that's the worst thing, sticking animal products in sweets. I know. Just criminal. Um, but no, I'm I'm open with them. I'm not I'm not brutal. You know, I'm not an awful mother that keeps showing them images. I wouldn't do that <laughs> to them. I, I don't like seeing that stuff. You know, yeah. like we said earlier, didn't we, on social media, that I don't like, you know, images of animals in, in pain popping yeah. up on my feed. I'm not going to show my children that. Um unless they request to see or something, you know. Um, so uh, it, it's it's a gentle kind of, this, this is where your food's coming from. This is how it's produced. It's now, you know, it's your choice. Um, I want them to know. I don't want them to be ignorant, you know, growing up and then yeah. being cross that they weren't told. Yeah. You know, because actually, and you said earlier, didn't you, that any vegan you speak to wishes they'd done it earlier. And that's so true. Like if I'd been educated earlier, I'd have made this choice sooner, you know, and I don't want them to be in that position. I want them to know now <laughs> Yeah, the deal is. And then if they choose to go vegan or vegetarian earlier on in life, then they, they can and they will. Yeah, we definitely need to normalize that, don't we? Just talking about our food systems because it's almost like, you know, people frown upon you telling your children that, 
the baby cows get taken away from their mums and it's all like a horror story and you shouldn't be upsetting them but actually it's secret that, it's just it's a big fat secret it that's is. what it is it is we we need to have these conversations and and make yeah ev- with everyone not just our children i think don't we and kind of everyone needs to yeah just yeah i mean we say it. we say children are blinkered but actually it's the adults that are so used to their meat and, yeah you know, and that's their comfort zone yeah and ones that are really blinkered because they don't want to hear it children are so open to hearing new things and seeing different views it's the grown-ups that don't want to hear that stuff <laughs> it's then that we've got to kind of convince i think i know um, which hopefully you know your your magazine and your podcast um that's all helping spread that message yeah i hope so it's um it's nice to be able to do a job isn't it that you know you feel is making a bit of a difference and that aligns with what you're really passionate about i think you know i often think about vegans who don't work in fields that maybe you know it must be quite difficult to kind of I don't know say you know say you were a waitress and you're having to take out meat or scrape it off the plates and things like that or I don't know I was thinking about that the other day actually funnily enough yeah Yeah, (laughs) thinking yeah wouldn't it be I mean, you're stuck, really, because if you need a job, you need a job. I and know. it's like the only thing going and you get it. And then, yeah, you have to do something that is kind of against your your morals. It's yeah. It must be very tricky. Yeah, yeah. I think about my daughter because obviously she wants to get a part-time job. But it's, again, you know, working in a cafe, how would she be, you know, sort of dealing with, with meat and things like that? So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Hunt for vegan cafes. There's got to be some around your neck of the woods, hopefully. They, yeah, there are there are a couple actually, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I think she's she's a bit shy about venturing into the world of um, of waitressing. I think she feels like she's just going to drop plates all over everyone. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, we've all been there. We're that <laughs> yeah. age. It's the panic of doing something wrong at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bless her. I feel for her. <laughs> Oh, well, I wish her the very best of luck in finding her first job. And it's also been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Holly. Oh, Um, it's been lovely. Really interesting chat today. As I say, who knew we'd end up on air fryers and (laughs) Christmas list, but (laughs) hopefully we can catch up again soon. And just a reminder to everybody that they should read your magazine, uh, Vegan Food and Living, and also listen to your podcast, which is called uh, Simply Vegan. Um, lovely to chat take care keep running please I will thank you so much Laura it's been like chatting to an old friend oh <laughs> that's, that's the best compliment anyone can oh. ever <laughs> so much thanks so much for listening and don't forget to leave a review for the vegan fitness runner podcast please subscribe if you don't want to miss an episode And remember, you can find out more about all my guests and further information on all the topics covered over on the website, veganfitnessrunner.com. Thanks again and bye for now.